Welcome back, Deuce fan, to the Deuce Racing Podcast. Kicking off episode 18 today with Damar Trailer with a short question for all of you, just to think about for a second. How do you really understand anyone unless you take the time to engage with them, to get to know them? We're going to unpack that question and much more with the incredible Damar, who's a fireball of a human being and is a leader in our emerging Deuce community. So, inviting you all, as always, to listen into this episode, to reach out, to share with friends and family, and I hope you'll enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Deuce Racing Podcast. I'm here with Damar Trailer, our next guest, who is one of the coolest people I know. And um, yeah, let's let's kick it off there with uh, Damar. How did you find Deuce? How are you here? Um, <clears throat> I didn't find Deuce. Uh, Deuce actually found me. Oh, so um, that's poetic. But can you explain that? So. Being in the Amity program, uh, the rancher program at Amity, uh, Adius and Campbell, they came and pitched in an idea to uh, to train us, to train the still incarcerated population that's housed at Amity. And um, with that, probably a couple months in, they had this wild idea to uh, give people a chance. People they saw to be um, motivated, just good movers, displaying leadership qualities. And uh, I was in the boardroom when they were pitching that. Okay. So they're like, yeah, um, they're talking to the directors. They're like, yeah, we, um, we wanted to know if we can give a couple people a shot. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Like, so right now we uh, have room for one. And this is like through the Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. The resilience program. So like, we're going to um, give this person a shot. We're going to pay them this much an hour. So I'm listening like, that's not cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? <laughs> and uh, being a fly on the wall, I'm like, okay. So they say David, right? David Gonzalez. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. Okay, that's right, David. So they're looking to me like, that, that'd be cool. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's cool as fuck. Let them do it. <laughs> and um, it happens. So it was like, we were, we were actually were interested in somebody else too, but, you know, like, I guess we can visit that at a later date. I'm like, shit, y'all got room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll stop what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was uh, in like a coding boot camp. Okay. I was learning how to uh, do software development, um, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and pre-work. So basically, like that's the framework of a um, working web page. Yeah, it makes like, my stomach hurt just thinking about it. But yeah. but complex stuff. Yeah, also a relevant skill. Very relevant and complex stuff. And so let's just like rewind real quick. Uh, looking over that coding and this opportunity pitched by Campbell and Thaddeus for what we now know as like Deuce Community, which is emerging. Um, these were all things preparing you for 
For what? What is Amity? What is Phoenix? Why are you, why were you at Amity? So, um, I was at, well, I am at Amity because I was, um, able to complete the last 15 months of my sentence of 18 year sentence. Okay. That I was serving in prison. So, uh, how do you become eligible for that, for something like a, you know, so, transition program? Like okay, Amity? so basically what happens is, um, one, they don't take sexual offenders, right? So that's one criteria. Um, two, you need to have what they call a CSRA score. Okay. It's like a classification score as far as like recidivism go and like, like how much you've been messing up in prison like recently so to speak mm-hmm. so your csra score needs to be below a three on a scale of one to five okay i had a one i was re- really wasn't getting in trouble my last few years um kind of was focused on trying to come home yeah and go to school and all that stuff so uh and then you need to be at first it was you needed to be within 18 months of, of your uh completion date but now it's two years Okay. So me, I was within 18 months and that all happened so fast. So then I got put up for transfer, got accepted, went to the Amity Foundation where I've been. And um, that's that. Yeah. Met Campbell and here you are. Met Campbell, and met y- Logan, you, met you. Yeah. You've been uh, an intern for Deuce for how long now? Hmm. I say five months, six, six, six months, yeah. six months. You, I feels like it's you've been family for forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what is it about Deuce that's compelling for you? Because it sounds like you were on a trajectory of like, okay, so maybe I'll get a career in maybe something with like coding. I also want you to talk about psychology okay. and your interest in that in school. Um, but in almost like a serendipitous way deuce found you you found deuce and now it's maybe shifted that trajectory of what you'll be pursuing when you're done with amity absolutely um yeah well said so um i disregarded the coding thing fast like that was gonna be my minor my major is psychology i was okay. a minor in computer science saw calculus and was like yeah that's out <laughs> yeah no thanks i'll pass yeah, right <laughs> i already gotta take statistics so um i uh in and being at deuce is it's something that's hard to it's hard to put in words right and i've had this conversation with multiple people um outside of deuce yeah and inside of deuce yeah um members uh family like you know you name it and the reoccurring theme or term that comes to mind is a organic Mm. explain that a little bit more what's organic about it um nothing about it feels forced Mm. nothing about it is forced you know um it's not genetically modified yeah it, it is what it is you know like and it kind of gives you a freedom and it's interesting because you never know what that living organism is going to be day by day that and it's whatever it is it's in its purest form yeah you know so like 
for me, authenticity is everything. So being able to, one, be myself. Instead uh, of like put into a structure that you're limited by. Absolutely. Or put into a situation where like I'm being asked to be someone or something that I'm not. Yes. You know, so like here I'm. I love, yeah, let me just jump in right now with that. You are such a, like a, like a people person, like a social lubricant. You know what I mean? Like you, you like, like stay with me here. It's just like, no, don't you knock it off. It's like you. Did you just call me social KY jelly? <laughs> sure did. No, but, but um, there's this ease when you're in the room, Damar, that it's always easy to talk to you. And I, I'm not the only person that feels that way. And so in a space like Deuce, where it's very much open to anyone and everyone who's willing to do the hard work, um, you know, you really contribute to this feeling of like, hey, I'm here for everyone. And like, everyone's welcome. You know, you got to come through the door first. But you you definitely uh, very quickly just became on the team with Deuce, you know, because sometimes I think when anyone's in an internship, they can be a little bit timid at first. You're kind of like, there, there is a certain extent for, okay, well, what am I obligated to do? What do I need to do? And what you've done in a short amount of time is like, yeah, and also here are my ideas. And what do you think about this? Um, so that's just been fun to see, but, but specific maybe to like training. What was your relationship like with training <laughs> before prison, in prison, now, right? Was well, this a, uh, a Campbell question? Did Campbell pay you to ask me this? No, but <laughs> I like that it reminds you of him. Okay, so ironically enough, and my dad, I don't know if you remember when my dad came to the mm-hmm, gym, mm-hmm. right? That whole debacle, right? He's like, whatever y'all did to get my son to work out. <laughs> Like, thank you so much. You know, I got the deepest voice. Yeah, bro. Hey, thanks. I mean, thank y'all. You know, my son, he did 18 years. He ain't work out none in there. It working out wasn't my thing. Okay. I know how. Um, but what do you appreciate about it more now? Why does it feel, like, essential? Why does it feel like a, a field that you want to pursue? Because it's um, me having a passion for psychology first. Right. Um, and psychology, like you want to create wholeness in a person. Right. Describe that a little bit more. As far as wholeness. Yes. And creating it within a person. Yes. Mind, body and spirit. Right. OK. Like just just having your chakras in line, just being one with self in every way possible. But it starts here. You know, it starts up top. Right. So in doing that, um, sometimes you jumpstart that. In different ways sometimes that looks different for different people sometimes it's doing push-ups and burpees mm-hmm. right sometimes it's reading a book sometimes it's talking to somebody in, in a form of therapy right but it's just being able to embrace therapy and therapeutic treatments mm-hmm. in different variations so you recognize it for the catalyst that it is in, yes. in helping someone become more whole it's a different approach that i'm able to use um for the grand in the grander scheme of things, for my big evil plan, like it's, it's evil. It's a tool. No. <laughs> well, well, no. <laughs> it, but I like that about you too. That uh, yeah, there's this like uh, I don't know. 
it's not feistiness, but there's like this edge about you too that um, we talked about as we were like walking in here, being true to yourself and speaking of this like wholeness. You've had a long ass sentence, home stretch here. Um, but it sounds like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's you haven't changed completely the essence of who you were outside of what you did to have to go to pro prison is still you and i think there's a lot of beauty in that and so you know this is kind of maybe a hard question and we're always riffing here but what is it about yourself that's the same that will be the same 18 years later right and what is it about yourself that's shifted um so like i was i'm a bit of a dichotomy right dropping us with that word okay <laughs> for sure so like there's a tenderness right that i've had since i was a boy mm -hmm. i'm being raised by my grandmother and my mother you know um basically <clears throat> predominantly women right um my grandma always she she preached and and, and taught and instilled in me like chivalry mm -hmm. right being mannerable like being very respectful so those are things that i've always carried with me throughout life even through prison because believe it or not prison actually like fosters a sense of respect as well like everything is predicated upon respect so it was just something that I had learned. It had been exacerbated, you know. And yeah. The continuum still exists. And you could even cultivate that skill in prison. Absolutely. So then the other side of it is. And what did that look like, though, specifically? Like, is it knowing that you're all in there together? And so to treat people with well, compassion, it, respect, humanity? Uh, it's the, well, it's. You say humanity, but then like, what is humanity? Yeah, because it's dark and light. Yeah, and then also in there, like, we scream and we desire humanity, right? We demand it, but then we do like the most inhumane things, also. So there comes the dichotomy once again. Yes, almost like a, it's a paradox. It's a paradox, and so. Uh, and so the other side of that, what's changed? What has evolved in you? I'm gonna say my my sense of understanding, like the way I understand, like how I empathize with others. Um, I've always had like an uncanny ability to understand uh, others, yeah, and and their plights, you know, their shortcomings, their successes, like whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, but being in prison for so long and being deprived in so many different ways for so many different things it um it actually it helped to create and nurture something that was extremely necessary right yeah and it it sounds like there's something behind that as well like um What's the action side of that in terms of, you know, understanding others, but maybe 
I'm hearing this like pause or re reprioritizing based on how you understand someone else, how you take action or behave. Well, yeah, because I mean, you meet people where they are. Like we talk about that in coaching, right? And in yes. training, like you meet people where they are. Like if you're snatching, and you know the prescribed weight is one thirty-five, and this person might have 50 pounds in them at best you know what i mean then you get them in that situation to give them that stimulus so that way they get what they need you meet them where they are so it's the same thing everywhere else in life too you meet people where they are and i feel like a lot of times we forget that myself included you know we forget that we get so caught up in what we want right desires and demands and then like we lose sight of like what's the most important thing and that's being able to walk away from here with more and not less snaps wow i i also hear this uh maybe it's like this this uh capacity to to exercise discernment more uh when it comes to whatever those desires or wants are and reconciling that with meeting other people where they're at like i want this so much but also another party is involved and I can't unsee or feel what's going on for them. Absolutely. Um, like, so. But I love where, where you're um, bringing in the, the skill transfer there with training with other people and like where you want to go with that. Because I mean, at the end of the day, like we're all interconnected, you know, and that's, I, I'll probably, I should go back and say that's the thing that, I've gotten the most out of all this is understanding how interconnected we are as human beings on so many different levels, you know? um, Like what are the similarities that you think we all need? Hmm. So there's so many different answers to that question. Um, What comes up first though? You, you and your chakras understanding yeah you know um the ability to understand things that don't necessarily relate that we don't relate to how is that tied into accepting or would it be different there's part of understanding accepting other people absolutely for totally because a lot of times people don't accept what they don't understand yeah they reject it yeah and it's like it's the world there's so much going on you're it's not like a matter of if, but when you're going to encounter and not just any time, but probably any day, somebody sure. or something that's like foreign and that like rubs you the wrong way, but it's just because you're not familiar with it. Ignorant. And then it comes biases and all these other stigmas and stuff, you know, labels and titles that do more harm than good. Yeah. Well, let's, let's dive into that now and go on a tangent. Stigmas. So how many months left do you have? I have 20 days. 20 days, dude. It's amazing. Yep. Uh, what, what stigmas, are you already met with some stigmas when you tell someone that I was incarcerated? Um, yeah, but believe it or not, it happens less than you would think. Or at least I'm picking up on it less, you know? Yeah. 
um, the place I thought I would probably experience that the most would be at the gym before I came here. Like I had preconceived notions. Well, I was going to ask about preconceived notions versus reality. Absolutely. And it's like nothing. Paradigm shattering. Yes. So like for me, it was like, all right, coming into this, I was like, damn, on Lincoln. Rose, I don't even know where that's at, but that's like hella on the west side. <laughs> we gonna see how this works out. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go, like you know, and I get here and it's like all oh, peace and love, you know, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. You know, like I literally got here, like I think in like Pride Month or something. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's a different thing for me, yeah. right? And I'm looking like, I mean, hey, people are people. I do believe that. You know what I mean? Regardless of your likes, dislikes, whatever the case may be, it's like, hey, man, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Your business is your business. So Deuce just added to this uh, need and also understanding on your part of literally understanding other people. Absolutely. And accepting other people. It was like a free fall into, like, this is what the world is like. Yes. And, And you get with it or get left behind. Yes. And how you've just jumped right in and, like, you continue to curate that. Absolutely. So why, why training though? What is it about training that, you know, can provide utility to people and why it felt like such a natural fit as someone who like, you know, your dad's giving you shit and you're like, you got this guy to work out, you know, you talking about your sushi and pizza and ice cream and, (laughs) um, you know, but there's something about it. And so in your in your words, from your perspective, what is it that makes training necessary for people? And why it's such a great, not necessarily catalyst, but just like tool to help other people grow. We all have a competitive spirit in some capacity. Like mm-hmm. everyone wanted to win at something or be better at something or get something right or do something right or be acknowledged or commended for doing a thing you know what i mean yeah so in training and working out and lifting weights like you get that when you hit the snatch hey locked out elbows you know what i mean head through yes proud chest yes (laughs) hitting all the points of performance like it's it's like uh, you know it's a gratifying feeling and same thing with the squat you know you high bar squat and you get low and you get in the hole and it's some type of weird five second isometric hold i was or something. just thinking like had a visual of you doing isometric front squats with campbell oh yeah <laughs> that, that day right pull up the footage <laughs> right <that. laughs> so um like it's it hurts but it's a good feeling and something i've learned recently since i've been out is just being able, and I'm starting to say this more and more, but it's important, like, just growing comfortable mm-hmm. with being in uncomfortable situations. Mm. You know what I mean? To really get growth, to really foster growth, to move the needle, to move forward. You know what I mean? To get closer to whatever that finish line may be, to get closer to whatever completion looks like, to get closer to whatever being better means to you. You know what I mean? Just so. And training's a way to do that. Training is a wonderful way to do that because you're constantly doing it. You know, you're constantly doing it. You're con- you're, you're, you're never finished. And it's like once it's become routine, that trickles into the rest of your life. 
absolutely um yeah, discipline um but then there's there there's those rare cases i know one or two right um where it doesn't become routine why not I'm not sure i don't know if it's rebellion i don't know if it's uh i'm not gonna say the inability to be consistent but um is it is it like a like this component of like well I like if I'm like not doing the thing that I is it like being a contrarian in a way? I'm not sure because hell I'm that person. <laughs> but I I think this is where we okay just disclosure for everybody like Damar and I have said before we're, this is gonna sound ridiculous I'm verbal just gonna assault. say we're gonna start a group called Verbal Assault because the two of us combined sometimes just like to play with words. And uh, and I'm not saying we're using them as weapons here, but there's this. We're using uh, them as weapons. But there's this uh-huh. similarity. Yes. Okay, we are. There's this similarity that, uh, or this likeness that I share with you when you just talked about that competitiveness and how training is a healthy outlet for that. It's a healthy world to do that. You know, you don't like pick up a fight with somebody at the grocery store. Like, oh, okay, you bought you bought five perfect bars. Like. <laughs> I got 10, you know, or like, that's a horrible example, right? But it's like (laughs) training is training. Um, But then there is this, you know, I'm I'm projecting my own um, perspective here, but I think part of it comes with maybe if there was a, to use your word, dichotomy between leadership and following, not to say that you're only one or only the other. Leaders know that, Having the capacity to lead is essential, and you also have to follow other times. You know, you're not like exempt from that. Um, but there maybe is this component with with leadership of knowing that the way you do it might have to be ahead of other people in terms of like being the first to do something or prompt the discussion or try something that's more difficult or different. Not for the sake of like, oh, all the fish are swimming this way, so I'm gonna swim the other way but i think that is part of it too there's this like whatever human psyche component that like makes a game out of that not to go down rabbit holes here um but you yeah you have this fun competitive spirit in you that's just like i enjoy being around that and i think it feeds well into safely into the training environment <laughs> operative word but we have to safely, check ourselves right? we have to check ourselves for sure everything in moderation right including moderation i want to say i going to say except for moderation <laughs> including moderation for sure yeah so i want to know like what's what's next for you 20 days scarlet letter on your ankles off Shots, 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 shots. <laughs> <laughs> where, where will you be, and and what are the next steps for you developing as a coach? You know, at Deuce and for school. Um. So I've been, I've been um, clocking a couple personal training sessions. So I've been doing that. Um, I'm gonna continue that. If you guys are interested, you can hit up tomorrow after this podcast. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I need the work. Nah, but um. So more school. Um, and what is school? Finishing a degree in psychology. Yes. Uh, it's my junior year. So I'm going into the second semester of my junior year. Hell yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna go ahead and knock that out. I graduate spring 2023. I'm probably gonna take a year off, mm-hmm. take some time to smell the roses, like to kind of enjoy being free without doing so much. Cause I got out and I've just hit, I hit the ground running. Like I haven't stopped. I haven't taken time to look around. Like it's kind of like the same thing that happened when I got to prison. Like I got to prison. I had 18 years. I just turned 20. Um, and I was looking around like, like I didn't even take the time to look around. It's like this shit weird. This is crazy. Whoa, he just got stabbed in the neck. Oh shit, you know what I mean? And like it was just, I was just going through it. It's just like another day at the office, mm-hmm. right? And then there was a point in time where it actually hit me like, damn, you're here. This is a level four. This is maximum security, like you know, and you cannot go home, you know. And what happened when you realized that? What? How did things shift for you? It got hard. It got it got hard because you were like, I'm here. I was oblivious before. Okay. It hadn't registered, you know. Like I didn't cry when I got sentenced. How long did that take to have that, or when did that happen? As part in, you know, how many years in? Five. Yeah. Five years in, I lost my grandmother, and then I asked when, like, it just got really, really hard. You know what I mean? Like my grandmother meant. she means a lot to me. Yeah. And so um, her not being on this earth with me in the physical form anymore, you know what I mean? Like that was something that was hard to digest and to comprehend. Like I knew that she was gone, but it's like for me it just highlighted my flaws. Mm-hmm. It highlighted all the things that I've done wrong up to that point, you know what I mean? Because in my opinion, she left this earth instead of disappointment as it related to me it sounds like that didn't sit well with you not at all so you not only did like there was a a shift in your awareness and maybe attitude but like what did that shift in your behavior look like uh it got negative initially it got negative for a few years um i was not the best version of myself um it was like this rebellion a lost rebellion. Yeah. You know. Um, and then what was on the other side of that? Beauty. You know, like awakening, clarity, um, necessity, right? Necessity to succeed. Yes. A, nece- a necessity to to grow, to evolve. Um, and also from that, like selflessness, you know, to kind of like see others evolve as well. To be a part of that, you know, yeah. to to push for that, to push others to do so, to open doors for others to be able to go through them and do so as well, you know. So, um, like a lot of selflessness and just the need, the need for change, yeah, and um, a willingness to be a participant more than a bystander. Oh, hell yeah. So you went to the Hold the Standard Summit. Oh, for sure. Earlier this year. And yeah. there, there, I'm pretty sure there's a piece on, uh, are you the oh, pas- yeah. passenger prisoner or the, uh, or the, there's like a observer yeah. participant. There's two parts. There was that, then it was also like the, um, the ultimate state, like the ultimate state you want to be in is like on the balcony. 
Yes. Right. So like there's times where I actually feel like I'm on the balcony. You want to be in your body experiencing your perspective and also observing the entire entity yes. group room that you're in. Yes. And sharing that at the same time. Yes. Have you ever read The Alchemist? Yes. The whole um he's carrying the spoon, the oil on the spoon and it's like, you know, what does the guy say? You the the trick is to see the spoon and everything going on around you. But it's like you don't get there until you you gotta go through shit. You gotta go through shit first. Like you ha- you have to have adversity. Like a life without adversity, you know, it's almost like good and bad, right? Ugly ugly and beauty. Right? Like if you've never seen ugly, how do you know that there's there that beauty is actually beauty? Like, like the, if, the if contrast you, is essential. It ma- it makes the other thing what the other thing is. And you also have that perspective that you like that like lived perspective that you can share with people. That makes it freaking powerful. So, yeah, where where do you go from here? And I'm also curious about. It's just like in, in general terms, people making mistakes that have consequences and how Deuce community provides, you know, another opportunity to, you're still a human being. Maybe you did, you did something bad. You made a mistake, but you shouldn't have to be punished the rest of your life. What is it that you want to keep pursuing and that you want to give back based on your experience and the situation that you're in now which is just like growing more and more capacity to help other people Uh, there's so many things and i don't think we would have to do another podcast to go that deep into it and the shot clock's running (laughs) so um ideally i would like to see us take those community actually into the prison system Mm-hmm. Being able to go into the different prisons in, across California and teach the thing. You think intervention sooner and there would be helpful? Well, it starts there. Like most people, most people that go to prison are getting out of prison. All right, I can't, I can't think of the number, but I want to say it's like eighty percent. Right. Okay. So, for all those people that are getting out of prison, probably like eighteen percent of them actually prepare. Damn. You know what I mean? So it's all about preparation. So like for me, get out of prison, what did it look like? Tomorrow. That's what it looked like. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like just mundane, like just the next thing. Yep. It wasn't like troublesome. It wasn't like, oh, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's here. What the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. nah, I got my AA in there. I formulated plans. I didn't know how I was going to make money. Right. But. I really wasn't focused on that neither. It was like, this will happen, you know? Um, yeah, there's a great acronym on, that's like, win, what's important now? Right. It sounds like you're just like, you just do the next step, the next right. step, get there when we get there. Education, I'm just going to focus on that and opportunities that come from that. Mm-hmm. Exposure, you know what I mean? Like, just changing my environment, changing my thought process. So that was like the catalyst for me. Those were the changing the key factors right there, you know? So like a lot of people don't take that time and they get out and it's like, shit, yeah, but I need a job now. And they find themselves being like a construction worker or something. 
and there's no knock against that right not at all but like do we really need another construction worker do we really need another plumber do we really need another janitor like do we really there's no shortage of people to fill these roles so that's when you get to talking about prison industrial complex you know and how prison is just like an assembly line for people uh, of people to fill these mediocre jobs yeah and you're like i reject that i refuse to be a part of mediocrity i refuse to be typical hell yeah so there's not a lot of black psychologists in the world at all and you're like game on i i'm seeing your face right now and i'm thinking of um michael jordan in in the last dance and he's like and i took that personally absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. Like there I love that. It has to be done. So like instead of waiting for somebody else to do it, I figure just get it done. Yes. It's kinda of like the trash. But or, that that's palpable. That's like I mean, I'm fired up just hearing that. Anybody hearing that. It's like, yo, what are you doing with your life right now? You gonna settle for mediocrity based on whatever prior existing conditions happen, or are you gonna take where you're at right now and do everything you can to continue operating? at a higher consciousness, not just like intellectually, but like actually how you're living your life. Back to the shockers. Mm -hmm. So cool. But one question, and if you've, you know, listened to even one of the Deuce Racing podcasts, you know this. I always ask everybody at the end the same question. And I ask them, what is it that drives you? You know, and I, I'm curious if you were to, distill everything down to like the essence of like what gets you waking up every morning and and pursuing growth that's two things what yeah what is um, that the people who believe in me right the people who support me and encourage me and want to see me do these things but then also that dark energy the dark muse the thing you heard Kobe talk about, right? The naysayers, right? The the parole board commissioner who told me that I was a waste of potential. You leverage that as fuel. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wish his ass was on social media so I could tag him in everything I do. <laughs> it's you that know? dichotomy. You know, so it's like every opportunity that I can have to prove statistics wrong, to prove the statistician wrong. Yeah. Um the researchers, all these people, you know, all these uh, stagnant mindsets, right? These weird paradigms, like this convoluted lens that exists that people are viewing us through, mm -hmm. like, or me through. Like, any chance I get to prove them wrong, like, I'm taking it, period. And that's coupled, though, with one of the first things you said at the beginning of this conversation, which was this tenderness. And understanding for other people. Sounds like a hell of a cocktail. For forward movement. Anything you want to add? Drawing a blank. <laughs> Just, um... If there's one thing that people can learn from you. Don't be so quick to disregard, you know, um, especially the things that you don't know. Don't be so quick to 
to reject it, take the time to understand it. Yeah. Or just stay away. Yeah. Totally. Or just stay away. But don't don't disrespect, you know. What you don't know. What you don't know. I like that. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time, coming on. I know we could have talked for three hours, but we said we were going to put up a shot clock of like 40 minutes. And boom, we're at 39.45. So, Damar, it's been awesome having you on. Uh, You guys, as always, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.